3: listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already.
4: The Whistler.
0: The tape will self-destruct in five seconds.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Dick Powell stars as singing detective Richard Diamond from 1950. Then we'll continue our celebration of Veterans Day as Jack Benny and all his gang broadcasts from Camp Murdoch in California on the Jack Benny program from 1944 with me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? What's
5: up, Carl? Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? Well, we've got Jennifer Aniston and oh, her big, God. I know, I knew you'd like this one, but it gets better. All I have to do is hear her name. That's enough for you. Yeah. So this is all about her big return to television. Really? Yes. So um, this series.
4: Did she get my permission to do that? I don't know. Did she? No.
5: Mm.
4: But I'll let her. Okay. Yeah.
5: Well, this is good. This... good take away
4: time from me, though.
5: Right. Well, maybe you could be in the series with her. Yeah, maybe I will. Now, that would be perfect. Yeah, let's so do that. This will be her right, first... Right, Jen? Let's do that. This will be her first regular TV role since Friends ended in... What year did Friends end?
4: 2007.
5: Close. Four. Oh. Three years off. What's yeah. three years? Yeah. Okay, so not only do we know that she's going to return to TV, her co-star will be Reese Witherspoon... Oh, who my. actually played her younger sister? In yeah, Friends. that's right. She was she a did. recurring role. That's right. And one of the other series regulars in this is an actor who we both love. Hmm. Well, that's too broad. Um, How about he stars in a movie that we both love? Who is he? Steve Carell.
4: Oh gosh. Oh
5: gosh, right? One of my
4: favorites. I know. This is a this is a can't miss. Okay, well, it's an
5: untitled series, and it's going to be on Apple TV. Okay. So you know you have to have a special. Box for yeah, that, right. but you can do that. Sure. They are not
4: Now, now I'm going to have to go to Carl's house and <laughs> set that up for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, <too. laughs> that's right.
5: Not only are they starring in it, they're going to be executive producers of this show, yet untitled. And guess how much Jennifer Aniston is going to be? and Reese Witherspoon will be making per episode. Per
4: episode, um, we are five hundred thousand dollars per episode.
5: Oh, you're really close. Yeah. One point one million.
4: Gosh, that's right? a lot of shekels.
5: I know. I think we're in the wrong business, man. So if you can get a part in that show, yeah. I give you permission. Well,
4: I just want fifteen percent of what she makes so to be her would, to be her agent. That would, I think that? you would
5: do it for nothing. Yeah, you're right. I would. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: thanks, Lisa. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Sounds like a fun series. I gotta like a good check one. it out. All right. Well, it's time now for Richard Diamond, private detective Dick Powell, starring uh, in this series. This episode is called the. Carnival case. Let's go back to August 16th, 1950, for Richard Diamond, private detective.
0: Listen while the makers of Rexall drug products and 10,000 independent Rexall family druggists bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, private detective. Now, your Rexall family druggist brings you a transcribed half hour with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick
6: Powell.
7: Diamond Detective Agency. We trail them, we nail them. If they're guilty, we jail them. No charge for portrait. Oh, no.
8: Edgar Guest with a
7: shoulder holster. Hello, Helen, baby.
8: Rick, guess what's in
7: town? Unless I win something, I give up. The carnival. Well, is the balloon concession tied up yet?
9: Oh, Rick, I'm serious. I haven't been to a carnival since I was little. Let's go tonight.
7: You mean peanuts, popcorn, cracker jacks, and all that? Yes. Sounds awful.
9: Oh, now, Rick.
1: Please. Uh,
7: okay, honey, I'll be around today. Shall I wear my knickers? Rick. Bye. That night I picked up Helen and we went to the carnival. There were more people on the midway than Rexall has stores, and we got pushed so much I felt like the tax bill in Congress. Helen decided she wanted a cupid doll, so we stopped at the shooting gallery.
10: Hey, that's pretty good shooting. Think nothing of it. Just three more bullseyes and you win a doll. Well, here's your doll. Where'd you ever learn to shoot like that?
8: At the ski club. Would you like to try a shot, Rick?
10: Uh, No, thanks. Come on.
8: Oh, Rick, isn't this
9: doll cute?
10: And now, for your amazement and proof of my statement, I'll ask him to step out here. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Samson, the strong man. Step right up, folks. He'll thrill you with his amazing feats of strength. Now, crowd right in. Don't be shy. There is no... Standing on the platform with the biggest collection of muscles I'd ever seen. Samson Samson
7: looked like an overgrown orangutan.
10: And at least three tigers had
7: contributed their all to the loincloth he wore around his middle.
10: Samson the Great. And now our sensational offer. One hundred dollars to any man who will step up here... ...and defy the mighty Samson to put him to sleep by squeezing his chest. Now it is harmless, my friends. And if any one of you daring gentlemen think the mighty one cannot put you to sleep with a mere squeeze... Then step right up. If Samson fails, then $100 is yours. Well, Rick. Now I tell you, friend.
9: You well, Rick, not what? Be Don't you want to show off?
7: Not my insides.
9: Rick, you, you mean you're Rick. afraid just to now, let him call call squeeze you?
7: Of you Honey, I'm afraid to one let him breathe one
10: on, on me. Come on, let's go see that fortune
7: teller. I steered Helen toward the next booth before she could talk me into anything my bones would regret tomorrow. The sign outside the tent read, Madam Tanya. Your past, your present, your future. And inside, we found Madame T... staring intently into a crystal ball. She wore gypsy clothes and a heavy makeup... that covered what might have been very lovely features.
8: Welcome to the inner sanctum.
7: Hmm. Haven't I heard you on the radio? She didn't crack a smile, and I didn't exactly blame her. She motioned us into chairs around the crystal. The room was decorated in about the same motif as the tattooed lady... And would have impressed a man with a bad case of D.T.'s. Madame Tanya went back to staring at the crystal, so I followed suit. I couldn't see a thing in the glass ball, but... And maybe she picked up television on clear
8: night. The crystal grows dim. Ah, I can see that you are both very much in love. Well, go on. It is good. This man adores you. He worships you. He idolizes you.
7: Wake me up when I propose.
8: You are an unbeliever?
7: Oh, let's be modern. I'm a cynic.
8: The crystal does not lie. But to make certain, I will consult the card.
7: She picked up a deck that was too big for poker and too small for canasta. I should pay to watch a girl play solitaire. I nudged Helen and we were about to leave when a tall, thin, young man pushed back the canvas flap and walked in.
10: Hey, Tony, I just... Oh,
7: I didn't know you were busy. Excuse me. The boy pushed back the flap to go out and then made a sharp, gurgling noise in his throat. He doubled with pain and fell to the floor. Even from where I was sitting, I could see the big, ugly bullet hole in his chest. Don't scream. We'll have the whole crowd in here. Stand back Helen.
8: Is he hurt bad?
7: You don't need a crystal ball for this, honey. He's dead. Even under the heavy makeup, I could see her face turn pale. I sent Helen to call the police, and then I looked around outside. The killer had either used a silencer or else the shot was not heard in the confusion. Twenty minutes later, Lieutenant Max Talbert arrived, followed by Sergeant Otis wearing his Hopalong Cassidy badge. Hi, Rick. Well, hello, Max. Where's Walt Levinson? He's on vacation, Rick. I've taken over his cases. Also, his problems, I
10: see. Hello, Otis. Hi, Shamus. So there's been another murder, huh? And you just happened to be here. Sounds suspicious
7: to me. Otis, why don't you stick your head through a piece of canvas and let people throw baseballs at it? And
10: get my brains knocked out? Oh, no. Why not?
7: You got nothing to lose. Rick, uh, Miss Asher told me over the phone what happened. Sounds like we'll be looking for a needle in a haystack. You want to work on the case with us? Not particularly. I just happen to be here, that's all.
10: Yeah. I still think that's
7: awful funny. Otis, I'll send you my confession in the morning. So long, Max. It's not that I wasn't interested in the case. I was. But in my business, you can't poke your head into murder on a gratis basis. So I took Helen home. The next morning, I went to my office as usual, and then around 10 o'clock, I had a visitor. Mr.
8: Diamond, I need your help.
7: Well, thank my lucky stars. Sit down. Thank you. She looked like a well-dressed Lady Godiva, minus horse. I stifled a drool as she sat down, and then I realized that I'd seen her before. This was Madame Tanya, minus the heavy makeup, gypsy garb, and the phony accent.
8: It's about last night's murder. You see, it's not the first. Four men have been killed within a year. and all because of me. Go on. My real name is Tony Lawrence. About a year ago, a boy I knew asked me for a date, and we went out. Next day, he was killed. There were two more after that who showed an interest in me. They both died, too. It's getting so every time a man looks at me twice, he's murdered.
7: Well, it's a pleasant way to die. But uh, what about this kid last night?
8: Well, he'd asked me for a date at a small party we had after the show one night. He worked in the show, but I hardly even knew him.
7: I see. Did you tell Lieutenant Talbert all this? Oh, yes.
8: He says he'll have to make a systematic check on everyone on the show. That could take months.
7: Yes, it could. Talbert's a good cop, though. Why'd you come to me?
8: I want you to go back to the lot with me. I'll arrange to get you a job there.
7: Honey, I got a job. I'm a private detective. Oh, I know.
8: I'll pay you what you ask.
7: Oh, well, that uh, understanding it will just continue.
8: Well, maybe working undercover, you'll be able to find out who's behind all this.
7: Well, I... Uh...
8: Oh, I'm sure it'll work. I'll get you a job as Barker for the girl show. Mm. You know,
7: I've always wanted to run away with the girl show. We drove back to the carnival, and I became Rick Diamond, boy spieler. The kid who was murdered last night had asked Tony for a date at a small party. There were only three other people at that party, and it seemed logical that one of them was the killer. First on the party list was Chuckles, the clown. Tony took me over to his trailer.
8: Here we are. I think you'll like Chuckles. He's got a great sense of humor. Well, Tony,
10: come on in.
8: Can't stay long, Chuckles. I want you to meet Rick Diamond. He's the new barker on the girls' show, and the boss wants me to introduce him to everyone.
10: Well, any friend of Tony's is a friend of mine. Glad to know you, Rick. Uh, how are you, Chuckles? <laughs> oh, just fine. <laughs> so you got the job at the Shakers, huh? You ever bark before?
7: Only at pet shows. Oh,
10: well, you'll do a good business over there. All the old fogies go to see Karen. She's the head shaker. Is that all she shakes? <laughs> hey, hey, that's pretty good. Put some gags in your pitch; the crowd eats it up. We'd better go, Ray. You start to work soon. Yeah, well, drop around any
7: time, huh? <laughs> Number two on the suspect list was Samson, the strong man. I remembered him from last night and took a last look at my fingers as we shook hands. Glad to meet you. Do you wrestle? No, but I'm a demon with jacks.
8: I can't find no one around here to play with.
7: Oh, you poor kid. Have you tried the lion cake?
8: Rick's going to pitch the girl show, Samson. Oh, that's no fun. Hey, look, kid.
7: You work out with me, and someday you can be a strong man, too. Well, that's a tempting offer, but I'm afraid I'm just a natural-born sissy. Well, if you change your mind, come around and... And uh, you'll change my posture, I know. Glad to have met you, Samson. So long, Playful little character.
1: He's
8: really very nice. Hey, let's stop here for a hot dog.
7: Good. My favorite meal.
8: Give the man a cooked one, Maisie. Your thing, Tony.
7: Uh, Loaded with onions, honey. No date tonight. Aren't you hungry, Tony?
8: Uh Uh-uh. I've got to change for my act soon.
7: Tell me, uh, how did a pretty girl like you get tied down to a crystal ball?
8: Oh, I don't know. I grew up on shows. Mom and Dad were wire walkers. Well, I don't like high places, so I decided to be an actress. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, after a few feeble stage attempts, I came back here.
7: Now you do your acting in a tent.
8: That's right. But these murders aren't solved soon. I'll be on the move again.
7: Those uh, those two characters we just met, do you think one of them might be the killer? Gee,
8: I don't know. They've always been friendly with me, but well, they did overhear that boy ask me for the date. Karen was there, too.
7: Oh, yes. Uh, the shaker, as Chuckles put it.
8: You'll probably meet her later on. She's always quick to discover a new man. Well, I can hardly wait. Say, I'd better get back. I'll see you after the show
9: tonight. Here you are, mister. It's got enough onions to keep you out of circulation for a week.
7: Tony walked away, stopped, turned, and gave me a smile that made me feel warmer than the hot dog I began munching. She was a very pretty girl. Pretty enough for someone to kill any man she got interested in. And that someone was either a clown, a strong man, or a hula dancer. Yeah, it was quite a mess, and here I was in the middle of it. But as P.T. Barnum always said, there's a sucker born every minute.
6: Hurry, hurry, hurry.
7: Step right up and see Karen and her friend. Come on, boys, don't be bashful. Put your wives on the Ferris wheel gone in. Get away from me, son, you bother me.
10: Only one tenth of a dollar plus 15 cents in your old set. You'll see Karen, the blonde bombshell. That night, I yelled my head off. The crowd
7: was heavy, and the and men crazy. poured into the tent until there was panting room only. I looked at my watch and saw that I had four more hours to go. So I warned my tonsils and kept right at it. My mistake, Mr. go in. Four hours later, I felt like a politician and had a voice like Andy Devine. Tony met me after the crowds had left, and we had a Coke.
1: Tired. Tired? Me? Oh, no, 37 hours sleep and I'll be as good as new. <laughs> you'll get used to it. Oh, do I have to? I thought the girls' show would be great, but they're inside. I'm outside. Well,
8: you'll meet Karen soon. Uh, that's
1: some um, consolation. No, I'm saying, while I think of it, maybe we'd better not be seen together so much. i got a great affection for life.
8: Yeah, I've thought of that. You'd better go on from here alone. But, Ricky, be careful.
7: I gave her my for-you-I-will look, and then she left. I had been assigned a bunk in one of the trailers and was about to head toward it when something grabbed my arm. At first, I thought one of the snakes had left the charmer's neck, but this one had long blonde hair.
9: Hi. My name's Karen. You got a match?
7: I'd heard the match line in a movie, but what this gal carried around could never pass the censor board. I'd been singing her praises all evening, and now I could see that I'd been guilty of understatement.
9: Thanks.
1: Oh, that's all right. I'm loaded with him.
9: <laughs> hey, you're cute. The last guy had a lousy voice, but you're cute. What's your name?
1: Diamond. You can call me Rick.
9: You want to buy me a Coke? Sure. Well, never mind. I just wanted to see if you wanted to.
1: Well... Any more party games up your sleeve?
9: Oh, sure. Lots more. Uh, I've seen you with Tony. You like her?
1: Well, shouldn't I?
9: I don't know. Only the way things have been happening, it ain't so healthy.
1: Yeah. So I heard. You like her?
9: She's all right. Burns me, though. She makes more dough than I do, and she's strictly no talent. She just makes up them stories. Now, me, I give the boys the money's worth.
1: Well, uh, I'll bet you do.
9: You know, I bet we get along real swell, you and me.
1: Well, I i hope we do.
9: You know, there's nothing but jerks around here. You look sort of like a gentleman.
1: Sorry, I'm uh, i am just tired.
9: <laughs> oh, I like it. You uh, want to take me into town and go dancing?
1: Well, I'm all worn out tonight. Oh, but...
9: I don't really want to go. Just want to know if you'd like to take me.
1: Oh, we're back at that. Yes, I would like to take you.
9: Good. Oh, gee, it's a nice night for a walk oh, Would you like uh, to...
1: Let's not go around again
9: <laughs> Say, you're awful cute Good night
7: That night I went to bed with a lot on my mind And an ice pack around my neck I was after a murderer who left no clues The only apparent motive was to keep men away from Tony Chuckles or Samson Maybe they were in love with Tony on the other hand, Karen might be jealous enough of Tony to commit murder. I didn't count sheep that night, just characters. Next morning, while I was roaming around the carnival grounds, I found Chuckles sitting on the steps of his trailer sewing a bright colored costume. Well. Hi there, sit down. Uh, thanks. Hey, you're pretty handy with that needle. Oh, you gotta be. How did it go last night? Well, I'm a little better, but I'm in no condition for a cigarette test. <laughs>
10: I'm glad I don't have to yell my lungs out every night. I just stand around and let people laugh at me.
7: I have a friend named Otis who does the very same thing.
10: Say, you should have been around yesterday if you like the excitement. Guy was murdered. Oh? What but happened? Somebody shot him. Seems like the only reason was because he liked Tony. You mean the girl who showed me around yesterday? Yeah, that's her. Ah,
7: I guess not many guys
10: give her the eye. No. <laughs> uh, there's one fellow that kind of likes her, though. A guy by the name of Leonardi. Oh? He don't work here no more. He's on another show. Tony and him write a lot, though. I'm always mailing letters for him.
7: Well, maybe they're just friends.
10: That's what she says. He worked on this show before I came over here. I don't really know him, but I bet there's something between those two. Maybe he's the one behind all this. Could be. Well, it's not good to poke your nose into other people's business. You're telling me. Well, I guess I'll look over the show. Yeah, well, drop around any (laughs) time. I left chuckles
7: and wandered on up the midway. About half past the merry-go-round, I ran into Karen, the curve-cram kid.
9: Hi, handsome.
7: Hi, yourself.
9: You know, I dreamed about you last night.
7: You do wonders for my ego. Mm,
9: You do wonders for my dreams. Care if I walk along with you?
7: Not at all. Uh, Karen, do you know a guy named Leonardi?
9: Oh, sure. Used to work here. Why, why do you ask?
7: Well, I've heard he might be interested in Tony. That's risky business, you know.
9: Tony and Leonardi? Oh, no. Now, somebody's pulling your leg. Oh, why, Rick, he...
8: I've been looking... Oh. I didn't know you had company. Hello, Karen. Hi. I... I just thought I'd see if you were getting along all right, Rick. He's in good hands. That's all a matter of opinion, dear.
7: Uh, look, why don't you girls amuse yourselves while I make a phone call? Karen, you do the shimmy while Tony tells your fortune. I'll be right back. Oh. Both girls were exchanging icy stares as I pulled up my coat collar and walked away. So far, I'd accomplished nothing, and the case was still as mixed up as a chef's salad. I called Max to see if he'd uncovered anything on the latest murder.
4: And that's the first portion of Richard Diamond, Private Detective. More after these words.
2: More Hollywood
10: 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic
4: radio shows? The Jack Benny Program. X-Minus-One. Suspense. Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five cds log on to classicradioclub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five cds for only $4.99 that's classicradioclub.com or call toll free 888-642-6556 that's 888-642-6556 And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to Richard Diamond, Private Detective.
11: Homicide. Lieutenant Talbot speaking.
7: Max, this is Rick. How are you coming on that circus murder? Oh, Rick, what a headache. screw screwier every minute. Yeah, I know. The fortune teller hired me. Oh, and well, then you know almost as much as I do. And there's one new development, no? Well, don't be greedy, Grandpa. Shoot. That's
6: what someone
7: else did last night. And a guy by the name of Leonardi. Leonardi. The guy Chuckles told me about. The one who liked Tony. Max filled in with the details. The killer had written a letter to Leonardi and told him to come to a hotel room in the city because Tony was sick and had been asking for him. Then the killer rigged up a gun trap so that when Leonardi opened the door, the gun would go off and kill him. Only Leonardi was still alive. The killer had made one mistake. I thanked Max and went back to Tony's tent, certain I could use that mistake to my advantage. Hello, Rick. Hey, where did little Miss Wigglehips go?
8: (laughs) I don't think she liked your leaving her. She went back to her trailer.
7: Mm, Good. Now, Tony, you told me that only three people were present at the party when Bruce asked you for the date. Are you certain of that?
8: Why, yes. Just Samson, Chuckles, and Karen. They dropped in after the show, and we had coffee. Mm Mm-hmm.
7: Well, I want you to invite our three friends over again after the show tonight. Will you do that?
8: Well, yes, but I don't understand.
7: I went back to the girls' show and began my afternoon pitch. That evening, I went through it again, and then around midnight, I went to the party in Tony's tent. They were all three there when I entered.
9: Sit over here, honey.
10: Thanks, Karen.
9: Hi, weakling.
10: Oh, please, Samson. I'm sensitive. <laughs> Say, you should have seen the matinee today. We did a bang-up routine and the crowd headed up. We did the old one where we all pile into a car. You know... You... They were all relaxed and I decided it was time to try my long shot. Chuckles was just
7: finishing his story as I took a deep breath and crossed my fingers. <laughs> Back, and then we all pile out of this little car. Oldest trick in the book, but they loved it. Uh, Chuckles... Remember that guy you told me about the other day? I think his name was Leonardi.
10: Sure, what about him?
7: I... Oh, nothing. I was just curious. Did you know him, Samson? Know him? Why, Leo and I used to room together where we worked there. Him and me is the best of buddies. And you, Karen, you said earlier that you knew him, right?
9: Yeah, but I didn't think he was so great. He was nothing but a pest. Hey, you can't talk that way about my buddy. Oh, Samson, please.
8: This is a party.
7: Yeah, take it easy, Muscles. Now, let's see. You both knew Leonardi. That lets you out and leaves only Chuckles. You said earlier that you joined the show after Leonardi left, didn't you, Chuckles? (laughs)
6: Say,
7: why all these questions about Leonardi? Because you tried to kill him last night. You thought there was something between Tony and him.
6: What's
10: this? (laughs) It's a joke, that's all.
7: Yes, clown, but the joke's on you. You're the only one who didn't know Leonardi. The only one who would rig up a gun trap the way you
10: did. What are you... what are you getting at?
7: When Leonardo opened the door, the bullet went over his head. Well, over his head? That's right. You rigged a trap to shoot a normal-sized man. You're the only one here who didn't know Leonardo, didn't know he was a midget. Well, you're kidding.
10: (laughs) He's a midget?
7: That's right. Still feel like laughing?
10: It's on me. (laughs) The joke's on me. (laughs) You tried to kill my little pal. And and there wasn't anything between Tony and him, huh? Just friends, like she said.
6: Oh, what a laugh a midget. <laughs> Why, you dirty...
7: Take it easy, Samson. Little Leo's my pal. I'll kill this bum when he wakes up. Never mind, friend. That's the job for the state. And so, dear Helen, my life of the carnival ended and I have come back to you. Beaten, perhaps, but ready to continue my valiant fight against the forces of evil. Justice must prevail. Truth must march ahead Oh, Rick. Quiet, I'm auditioning for Portia Face's life. Rick. Hmm.
9: Was that Karen person pretty? Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of a dance did she do?
7: Well, she started by, uh... And then she... Well...
9: Oh... One of those. Mm
7: hmm. Only more so. Well,
9: I hope you enjoyed yourself.
7: Helen, you're so
10: thoughtful. Rick, come here. Mmm.
2: Wow.
0: Diamond Private Detective stars Dick Powell in the title role and is written by Richard Carr, with music composed and conducted by Frank Wirth. Featured in tonight's cast were Virginia Gregg, Bill Johnstone, Wilms Herbert, Lucille Meredith, Harley Baer, Joe Duval, and Joe Gilbert. Richard Diamond Private Detective is transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. This is Bill Foreman inviting you to be with us next Wednesday at this time when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective.
7: Wednesdays this fall, hear Groucho, Gildy, and the Halls of Ivy on NBC.
4: And that's Richard Diamond, private detective, with the Carnival case starring Dick Powell from August 16, 1950, as heard on NBC and sponsored by Rexall. Remember Rexall? Drug, drug stores, stores yeah. yes. When I was growing up, there was Rexall's yes. all over the place. I
5: know, it's basic. I don't think
4: there's any around anymore. I,
5: I think there's almost no drug stores left. I True. mean, we've got these big conglomerates that have taken over.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Walgreens, even though they're a drug store, they have everything else in there. Know, and- Rexall was just like... Drugs.
5: Also, you know the guy behind the counter. Yeah. You know the pharmacist.
4: Sure, you'd be like, hey, make me a chocolate shake. Uh, well, that was a different
5: guy. guy. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different guy who gives you the drugs who was makes
4: the shake? This is true. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't switch off every once in a while. Well, you never know. Never know. All right, uh, we have Jack Benny coming your way. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone listening to check out our classic radio club website. We'd love it if you joined the Classic Radio Club, folks. We have hundreds and hundreds of people who have joined, and they're loving it. They get sent classic radio shows, and I mean the best of the best, from my library of over 100,000 shows. I have all the master recordings of these shows because we license these shows from the rights holders, and they give us the master recordings. So we're putting 10 shows on CD every month and sending them to our members so check it out go to classic RadioClub.com. we'd love for you to join all right it's time now for the jack benny program from january 23rd 1944 they're broadcasting from camp murdoch california here's part one of the jack benny program
11: the grape nuts and grape nuts flakes program coming to you from the army airfield at muroc california starring jack benny With Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're broadcasting from the Army Airfield located on the dry lake at Muroc, California. (laughs) And we'd like to show you how Jack and the gang made the trip up here. So let's go back a few hours and pick up Jack and Rochester at the house. Shoo, 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 baby Shoo, 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 baby Bye, 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 baby Your papa's going up to the Murad camp Rochester Don't cry, baby Don't sigh, baby Bye, 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 baby They got a lake up there and it ain't even damp (laughs) Rochester. We like to travel and entertain the boys. If they don't like us, they stick out their tongues and make a certain noise. Rochester. Oh, shoe, shoe, shoe
2: birdie. Rochester. When I call, you answer me. Sorry, boss. I was just carried away by my soft, tender voice. Well, take off that bow tie. You're not making me swoon. Now, stop it. I don't say things like that when you
11: play your violin.
2: You don't have to. When I play my violin, I really put something in it.
11: I don't know what you put in it, but what comes out is for it.
2: (laughs) Never mind that. Now, Rochester, the bus will be here any minute to take us to the camp. Have you got everything ready?
11: Yes, sir. I packed your shoes, your ties, your shirts, your snuggies, your... Radio, your pipe, your hot water bottle, your skis, your bath mat, your ashtray, your bridge. Rochester,
2: I'm going to Muroc to entertain, not to enlist. (laughs) My goodness. Well, all
11: I know is what happened to my cousin. What happened? He went to a camp to entertain, they gave him a gun and booked him into Guadalcanal. (laughs) Your cousin? Yeah, Japan don't know it, but the rising sun is going to be hidden by a dark cloud
2: <laughs> Oh, 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 oh Well, anyway, Rochester, I think we ought to Oh, there's the bus Okay, okay, we're coming Come on, Rochester
6: Hey, let's get a move on
2: Okay, okay, driver Well, it's about time, bifocals.
6: <laughs>
2: so what if it is? Say, driver, did you pick up anyone else in our party yet? Yeah, Don Wilson He's sitting right in the middle of the bus He is? Yeah, this greyhound wasn't swayback when I started
11: <laughs> <laughs> What an adult <laughs>
2: yeah, it does sag a little, doesn't it, huh? <laughs> Oh, hello, Don. Hiya, Jack. Hello, Rochester. Hello, oh, Mr. Wilson. Say, Jack, uh, what kind of a camp are we going to? Well, it's the Army Airfield at Murat. And you know, Don, there's a very exclusive place to eat there, mob Greens. What a place.
6: <laughs>
2: Wonderful food. All right, driver, let's get going. We have to pick up Phil Harris uh, at uh, 619 Spring Valley. <laughs>
11: Rochester, you sit here. Okay. Shoo, 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 baby. Shoo, 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 baby. Bye, 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 baby. Your papa's going...
2: hey yeah, Blue Eyes. 619 Spring Valley. Smart guy. Phil told me he'd be waiting in front of his house. Driver, give him the horn. I can't. It belongs to the company. Ah! <laughs> Cut that out. (laughs) Or go back to (laughs) Allen. Now, just blow the horn. Oh, Phil!
11: (laughs) Phil Harris!
2: I guess he can't hear me. Rochester, you call.
11: Okay. Call!
2: was supposed to be ready when the bus arrived. I've told him time and again when we make these trips to curl his hair the night before.
6: <laughs> Darn it.
11: Maybe it did, boss, and got it mussed up while he was sleeping.
2: Well, maybe.
11: You know, he can't take it off like you do.
6: <laughs>
2: Rochester, when I go to bed, I don't take my hair off. Well, you should. Every morning we have to shake out the blankets to find
6: it.
2: <laughs> Rochester, if you don't stop making up things like that, I'll get... Well, here I am, Jackson, ready to go. It's about time, Phil. It's about
6: time.
2: <laughs> hey, Phil, what kept you so long? Well, guys, Jackson, I had to say goodbye to Alice before I could leave the house. Hey, are you married to Alice, Frank? Yeah. What do you want to leave the house for? <laughs> Look at driver. Stop being so comical. Just drive, will you? Okay, okay. Our next stop is 360 North Camden Drive. We have to pick up Miss Livingston.
11: Okay, okay. Shoo, 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 baby. Uh,
2: Shoo, 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 baby. Uh, Bye, 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 baby. Uh, Do you hope that we don't get a letter?
6: (laughs) Stop singing and
2: get me to Miss Livingston's house. Shoo, 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 baby. Shoo, 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 baby. Oh, hello, Mary.
3: Hello, Jack. I was waiting for you.
2: Well, are you all ready?
3: Uh Uh-huh. Say, Jack, do you notice anything?
2: Oh, yeah. You're wearing a new dress. Boy, that sure is a glamorous outfit.
3: Thanks. Do you think the soldiers will like it on me?
2: Mary, they'd like that dress on a second lieutenant. (laughs) Or Harold Irwin. Anybody. (laughs) Come on, let's...
6: Let's
2: let's get going.
3: Okay. Say, Jack, are we going up to Muroc to visit the soldiers?
2: Yes, why? (whistles) Well, there's a switch if I ever heard one. (laughs) Mary, you always talk about going out with soldiers, and the minute one of them asks you for a date, you run home looking for your mother.
3: Well, they always ask me to bring a friend.
2: (laughs) What are you talking about? The soldiers wouldn't go out with your mother.
3: Go on two weeks in Murak and
5: they'd go out with you.
2: Well, it is a little dusty here, I'll admit. I'm not, though. Now, let's...
3: <laughs>
2: oh. oh, brother. Now, let's, let, let's go or we'll be late. Uh,
3: just a second, Jack. I want to go out in the kitchen and speak to Butterfly. She's taking the rest of the day off.
12: Okay. Shoo, 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 baby. Shoo, 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 baby. Shoo, bye, 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 baby. Your mama's going down to Central Avenue. Butterfly? Butterfly, what are you doing? I'm cleaning out the ice icebox. Oh, why didn't you do it last night? I wasn't hungry then. Now uh,
2: make it uh, make it snappy, will you, Mary?
12: Oh, hello, Mister Benny.
2: Hello, Butterfly.
12: Mister Benny, I wanted to tell you that I certainly enjoyed your program last week.
2: Oh, was that the first time you heard it?
12: No, that was the first time I missed it. <laughs>
2: That's not much of a compliment, Butterfly.
12: Oh, I meant that Miss Livingston brought the radio script home and I read it.
2: Oh, I see.
12: I've been reading it every day this week and gee, <laughs> it's so funny.
2: Well, thanks. Butterfly, did you like that joke about Miss Livingston going up in an airplane? You know, the one on page two?
12: Oh, I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> I
6: see.
3: Well, we're going now, Butterfly, and I hope you enjoy your day off. Thank you. Uh, what are you going to do?
12: Well, you know my boyfriend, my soldier boyfriend, Jerome? He's coming in from camp. He is? Yes. <laughs> I hope he proposes to me tonight.
2: Well, there's, <laughs> there's only one sure way, Butterfly. Act hard to get.
12: But Mr. Benny, he only has a three-hour pass. <laughs>
2: Oh, I see. Come on, Mary, they're waiting for us. Goodbye, Butterfly!
6: Goodbye!
2: Shoo, 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 baby, shoo, 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 baby, bye, bye, bye. Say, Jackson, have I got a surprise for the gang this week? When we get up to the camp, my band's gonna play some of that classical music, you know, that long-haired stuff. Bill, don't start anything you can't finish, will you please? (laughs) What are you talking about? I studied music. You studied music? Yeah. It took you two years to learn how to tap your foot.
6: <laughs>
2: you wouldn't have learned that if it hadn't been cold. <laughs> he, he knows the classics. Well, I do. Ask me a question. Go ahead, ask me. All right. Do you know anything about Beethoven's Fifth? Listen, Jackson, anything that comes in fifths or pints, I know about. <laughs>
6: That's what I thought
2: Phil, when we get to Muroc, Just play the one number you know And keep your fingers crossed What a guy Shoo,
8: shoo, shoo, baby Shoo, 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 baby Bye, 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 baby Your papa's Mary, ball.
2: stop with that song, will you? I'm sick
3: of it Well, I'm sick of Love and Bloom, too Every time we go to a camp You play it on your violin The boys sent in requests I know, but you play it anyway <laughs>
2: I play it because... Hey, driver! Driver! Yes, yeah, son?
6: <laughs> pull,
2: pull up to the right. There's Dennis Day's house. Okay. You better double park the bus. There's no room there. Oh, I can get in between those two cars. I parked in a smaller space yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Driver, are you sure you parked in a smaller place yesterday? Yeah, but now that I think of it, I was on a bicycle.
6: <laughs>
2: well, that that does make a difference. Now, uh, now, blow the horn, will you? Oh, Dennis, coming,
6: mother! Not your mother, it's me.
4: That's the first portion of the Jack Benny program. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic radio shows?
10: The Jack Benny program. X minus one.
4: Suspense. Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five cds log on to classicradioclub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five cds for only $4.99 that's classicradioclub.com or call toll free 888-642-6556 that's 888-642-6556 Hey, fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio Shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's the conclusion to the Jack Benny program. Then John Garfield reprises his film role in The Pride of the Marines on Academy Award Theater. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.